what's up party people it is a damn good day to have a damn good day this has been a crazy week i am still recovering from what i can only presume may be the coronavirus but it has been a absolutely crazy week i really hope everyone is not just surviving but thriving during this quarantine period this has been an absolutely unprecedented time inside of our lifetime so i mean this is one of the most unique opportunities that people can take advantage to learn a new skill lots of people are out of work or are having weird hours or are working from home so that means you're saving time commuting you're saving time in and out of your day there has never been a better time to pick up YouTube and learn a new skill and figure out a way to build a side hustle get into that entrepreneurial world so this is kind of a blessing if you look at it from that perspective now let me tell you about our amazing amazing guest today Bryn Lang is an impact driven and high achieving leader inside of the online coaching and network marketing profession. She has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs create successful businesses, and she is truly just one of a kind. There's something about Bryn that's just so captivating. Her tenacity combined with her quirkiness, along with an absolute goal-getter attitude, has allowed her to achieve some pretty incredible things. I've been trying to get Bryn on the podcast for a while now, so I'm really, really excited to give our listeners a special treat. On this episode, we discuss a unique approach to learning from your failures, how to be the most authentic version of yourself and how to avoid being a spammy butthole in delivering value to your audience. As always, you can watch this podcast with Bryn and I live on YouTube. And without further ado, episode 84 with Bryn Lang. Let's jump into it. Bryn Lang is in the house. What up, Bryn? Hey, Ian. What's up, y'all? Whoop, whoop. Living the dream as always. <laughs> First of all, thank you so much for hopping on the show. I There's really only one Bryn Lang in the world. I mean, you have this amazing ability to just be, I think the word is quirky. You're like the master of quirky. Like quirky, fun, and authentic. Like if those were the three core values I'd have to think about who you are, those are the three things that come to mind. And you're just able to make people feel so comfortable. And that's, that's a gift. So congratulations on developing such a powerful way of communicating. <laughs> well, thank you. I have to say, I feel like being authentically who we are is pretty much the most important thing we can do for anybody who wants to run a business, especially an online business these days. A hundred percent. And you've had amazing success. I mean, I, I know it hasn't been all ups and up and down. And I know you've had quite, you know, the shit storm of a journey. Uh, and you, you love to talk about it. And, you know, whenever you do Facebook lives, you know, you're averaging over hundreds of people listening to your live videos from all around the world. You're running an online entrepreneur empire and you're doing it with such a smile. But there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff with like your your marketing courses and getting all that stuff together. That must be such a headache, but you figured it out. You managed it and got to where you're at today. Do you ever just stop and think like, wow, like I've come pretty far. Honestly, I'm not a stop and thinker. I'm kind of a go, go, go human being, which can be a really good thing in uh, the, the entrepreneurial world, but it can also be not such a good thing sometimes. By the way, I have to throw this out there. Ian did not tell me that I would be on camera today. So you guys are getting like the true authentic form of Bryn Lang here with no makeup on and my hair sticking up in 5 million directions. But 
Um, you know, it's funny because I was actually having this conversation um, with my coach the other day and she like literally will like slap me on the hand because I am such an action taker and it's such a great thing. And I really feel like it's one of the things that has propelled me the most in becoming as successful as I've become over the years. But at the end of the day too, sometimes it can be a huge, um, I don't always think before I do things. Kind of like what you were saying, stop and think. Like, I don't really stop and think. I just, I just do and I just go and I just throw stuff out there. So sometimes, sometimes that's not such a good thing. <laughs> um, but yes, I will say that I am super, super thankful and grateful um, for the opportunities that God has provided me, you know, in my life. And um, I would say anybody who's out there listening, um, you know, taking action is going to be probably the most important thing that you can do. I, I, I see so many people in all areas of business because um, my background actually is we are small business owners and I own two online, I have two online businesses. So um, we're really crazy busy, but I, I've seen all the different, um, you know, ins and outs of both sides of that. And the biggest thing that I see that most people hold or get held back on is the fact that they want to know everything and they want everything lined up perfectly before they ever take action on anything. And so there are 5% of us out in the world that are action takers that are not scared to take action, even if we don't know what's happening. So I can tell you this, even if you have no idea, like how to do what you want to do yet, like you may have this awesome creative idea of a business that you want to do or a startup or, um, you know, an online uh, marketing, whatever it is, don't wait until you know everything. Just start, just go, because it will put you ahead of 95% of the, the rest of the population. Yeah, 100%. And you've been able to to scale it in a way that's, how do you run two online businesses and a brick and mortar business and do all that? Do you have a, a team that helps you? Well, first off, the great thing is my husband is the most amazing human alive. Like, I, I could not be more thankful or grateful for anybody in my life than my husband. He actually is the one that runs all three of our restaurants. Um, I actually don't have to do any of that. Of course, I see the behind the scenes and I see what he's doing and stuff, but we have a pretty good separation when it comes to our, um, our different businesses. So he really does most of that. But um, as far as my two online businesses, so I have a very, very successful network marketing business. Obviously, this is how I have met Ian. Um, and I also have a very, very successful online coaching business where I coach other online marketers how to market their businesses online. And um, what I have found actually is if you do it right, it's kind of a circle, like both of them feed each other for me. So, you know, as far as having a network marketing business, most of what I, most of the people that I teach are other network marketers, right? So number one I'm providing a massive amount of value for people in network marketing, right? So that's going to draw people into my coaching business and have them see me as a value and want to hire me as their coach or buy my online courses. But at the end of the day as well, because I show up, because I am so consistent, because I give so much free value, it also draws other network marketers into my network marketing business. Now I do not, I want to say this out loud because I think it's very important. 
I do not actively go out there and try to take other people from other network marketing companies. But because of what I do and the value that I provide, they come to me. So it's really kind of a circle and they both feed each other. And I love it. I love to help people. And at, at the end of the day, like when I lay my head down on the pillow, I just want to make the world a better place. I want to make the online space a better place. I want people to see that, you know, us crazy network marketers are actually some really good people. And it's an actual valid opportunity. A hundred percent. Yeah. There's pros and cons, right. To direct sales and then traditional businesses, you know, there's, you know, in one sense to be a massive network marketer, you have to be very out in the public in a sense, you know, it's a very in front of people business. It's kind of like show putting all your cards on the table necessarily just to, to let people know who you are because people want to see the journey and follow it. But that also comes with a lot of positives, the hands-freeness, you know, being able to work for yourself, travel the world, have an internet business versus a traditional online or internet business. No one could ever know your name and you could be, you know, Schmeagle in the corner and be building it like crazy. <laughs> so there's, so there's like so many ups and downs with the whole deal. And it's awesome. You're in the restaurant business. So you get like the, the most fantastic food whenever you want. Oh, well, yes, that is, it's funny because people will be like, you get free food all the time. I'm like, it's not necessarily free. We have to pay for it in the first place. It's just free-er. <laughs> free-er. <laughs> yeah, free-er. You know, we, we have to pay for it. We have to buy groceries. In fact, um, that's uh, actually what I used to do before I ever got into entrepreneurism. I was a uh, food salesperson and that is how I met my husband, actually. Wow. Yeah. So I sold food to his restaurant and he always would, he would always be in my brain. Like, why don't you want to be an entrepreneur? Like, why don't you want to own your own business? I can't believe that you would actually, you know, want to, um, you know, go to work and work for somebody else all day, all, all day long. And I, I just, I couldn't see beyond what I was doing because all I could see was what he did. I all I didn't I didn't know this whole other world of like online business and that I could actually like run a business from home. Like I saw a brick and mortar business having to have loans and pay leases and pay, pay employees and keep the lights on and buy the food and like that's as far as I could see, you know. And so um, I just went off on a tangent there. I don't even know what we were talking about, but <laughs> but that's that's actually what I did before, and that that's how I met him. Who's more of a foodie out of the two of you? Um, we both love, we 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 both love food. I actually am the one that cooks at home, oh, okay. of course, because he cooks all day at work. Um, and I love to do creative things. I'm I'm very healthy. I love to eat clean and stuff. So my my thing is, I love to take food like comfort food and and food that's you know really bad for you, and make it healthy and still taste good. So that's like what I like to do at home. And I've always loved to do that. Um, and I'm actually from California where I was raised to eat healthy. Like we were raised that way. And then I moved to Mississippi when I was 18. And like, I'm like, what is it? They fry everything and <laughs> everything has bacon grease. So delicious. But I decided when I, when I saw that, I'm like, I could take food and make it taste good and still be healthy. <laughs> yeah, I think though, anybody that has married a spouse that has the food situation on lock is probably there's got to be direct correlations to successful marriages based on the ability to provide indulgent cuisine but it's funny because you're a man like i i talk about this with my husband sometimes like you know they always say like the key to a man's heart is through his stomach 
<laughs> and so it's so funny. Like I do, I, I love, I love to cook some food for my man and for, for my little man too. They love, they love to eat my food. So let's bring it back a little bit. So, you know, you mentioned you moved to Mississippi when you're 18. What did it look like? Did you, first of all, did you go to college? Uh, did you like after college, like when you left that journey, like what did that journey look like for you? Yeah. So, um, it kind of goes back a little bit further. Cause I think, you know, hearing the full story actually will make a lot more sense, but I grew up in California. I, um, was a, a volleyball player actually. And, um, I didn't have a great home life. Um, I had an abusive stepfather. Um, and for me, I wanted to get as far away as I could possibly get from home. And so I threw myself into, into volleyball. I knew that if I could get, you know, a scholarship, I could go. And so I, um, I worked really, really hard. I've always been a hard worker at everything that I do. Like I said, I'm an action taker. So if I decide that I want to do something or I put my mind to something like I will go and I will make sure I do it. And so I actually um, got a full ride volleyball scholarship to the University of Southern Mississippi, um, which was all the way far away from California and um, was there and, and um, finished in school, actually was a criminal justice major, which is funny because I've never used that. Um, but I, once I graduated and I actually worked in the service industry the entire time I was in college, like a lot of us do, I was a bartender, a cocktail um, waitress. And so when I graduated and I started applying for jobs in criminal justice, I found that, uh, you know, they didn't want me to have a criminal justice deg degree, you know, and, and I wasn't really eligible for a lot out there. And so I thought, you know what, I've been in the service industry for so long. My parents actually own restaurants. I know food, you know, and so like, here, here's where the action taking happens. Like, and it's, this is a funny story. I decided, okay, well, I'm really good at this, but I want like a real, I want like a full-time job. So I um, called up to U.S. Food Service, which is a, a, a food provider here. And I um, pretended that I was the owner of a restaurant and I asked for the direct sale or the, the, the DSM, they would call them, you know, the big head guy's phone number so that I could call him and talk about, you know, getting service to my restaurant. And so they gave me his direct cell phone number. And so I called him and I left him five messages before he called me back. And I just said, Hey, this is, you know, I'm, I'm Bryn Lang. I want a job. I want to work for you. I want to, and because of the tenacity that I had, that's why I got the interview, even though, you know, who knows if, if I would have gotten an interview otherwise, but I remember him telling me that is actually ended why he ended up hiring me. So I started in that industry, um, you know, selling food and um, ended up in Jackson, Mississippi in that job. And then of course met my husband and got full blown into the restaurant industry. Um, and uh, that's, that's really my story to how we ended up there. That's amazing. It's cool that you created like thought of a creative way to be persistent enough to get that introduction with that, you know, job host. It's, I, it reminds me of this story, my friend, Matt Dodge. So he is a UFC uh, and NFL agent. And there's very few sports agents, especially in the NFL across the world. I mean, there's like under a thousand. It's, it's a very wow. niche market and it's very hard to get into. And when I mean under a thousand, under a thousand successful ones that are really crushing it. So 
he was trying to get an internship for so, so long, applying to everybody. This was back in college. No one would even hear him out. He didn't have the right you know, background. You just, it's just so hard to get an internship doing anything. So eventually he called this guy in New York City and said, hey, my name is Matt Dodge. I'm 6'4". I'm the quarterback of UFC or, or, or USC, University of South Carolina, or something along those lines. And he speaks to the rep or the you know, assistant. She goes, oh, um, well, yeah, let me just ping you over to the agent. And then once he gets on the phone with the agent, he's like, all right, I'm just going to let you know I'm not 6'4". I'm not 210. I'm actually you know, 5'11 and 170, and I'm doing whatever it takes to work for you. Next thing you know, he gets an interview the next day. He works for free for like a year, and now he's a full-fledged agent. So it's like getting creative and getting you know, scrappy with figuring out ways to build an income and make money is really where that whole entrepreneurial spirit lies. And there's so much opportunity today to do that. And I feel like you're a great example of just somebody that knows how to get scrappy and finds ways to get stuff done if you have a general idea of where you're going. Yeah. We have to think too, you know, who are the people who are going to be most successful? They're going to be the people who are willing to get creative, who are willing to get scrappy, you know, uh, my, my boss, you know, in food, he saw that in me because he, he said to me, he said, the fact that you are willing to get my personal cell phone number and keep calling me until I called you back and gave you an interview, told me immediately that you were exactly the type of person that I wanted to hire. And so, you know, moving forward into wanting to do my own online business, I mean, when most of us start something, we don't know what the heck we're doing. When I started network marketing, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I knew that I would be willing to do whatever I had to do to make it successful and be as scrappy as I had to be to do that. And I think that that's one of the biggest thing that separates people between are you an employee or are you an entrepreneur? Because employees are gonna, st all, they're gonna stay comfortable. Comfort is where they're happy. It's, it's what they do and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable all day, every single day. You have to be willing to put yourself into situations constantly that are going to make you feel like, like the, the floor is falling out from underneath you because in those moments, that's when you're made. And that's what separates real people um, from staying in the employee mindset or actually being able to build a successful business. Yeah, hundred. I love how you explained that. And I think a big part of it too, and you mentioned it a few times is the coaching aspect of it. Because, you know, you could be a straight go getter, uh, you know, a hunting seeker missile, just absolutely ready to explode and make take action. But if you're not taking action in the right way, you know, you might not you just might be spitting the tires. So you mentioned you got a coach, did that change things for you when you got a coach? And like, what was that process like? Yeah, it's actually funny because um, I have never hired a coach until this year, January of this year. And so like just for a little reference, um, my, my two online businesses, one, obviously, we know, you know, is um, my network marketing business. I have a team that does a million a month on average in sales. And then my coaching business is a multi six figure coaching business per year. So income wise. So um, hold on. What was the question you asked me again? More so around that. coaches. <laughs> oh yes. So, um, you know, when I first started network marketing, like I said, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And at the end of the day, I hadn't yet at that point seen the value of 
investing money into myself. And here's why. Because I knew that me and my personality and how driven and go-getting I am, I would go out there and find whatever I needed for free. And I didn't have to have the accountability of a coach. And I didn't have to have somebody telling me what to do. I went out there and got on YouTube and got on um, uh, Periscope, right? Before, before the whole Facebook Live thing was huge. I went out there and I found the people who were successful at what I wanted to become successful uh, for uh, in, and I followed them and I did everything they said and I did everything they did. Right. And so I taught myself how to do it. At the end of the day, most people are not going to do that. They need the accountability. They're not willing to go out there and fight. Cause I can tell you this, everything you need to know to be successful in whatever you're trying to be successful in, you can get that, that information for free. Yeah. You really can the, the biggest thing that I've learned and I, I utilize myself in my own coaching business is that, that we put our best stuff out there for free. You put your best stuff out there for free. So if you find people who are successful at what you want to be successful at, you can get their information for free, right? We give you the best stuff for free up front. So then you will come and buy our other stuff on the back end. If I give you my best stuff for free, well, of course you're going to buy anything I give you. I ask you to buy, right? Because I've already shown you that I'm a value. So I went out there and I consumed as much free content as I could. And I learned and I applied and then I would tweak it depending on what worked for me and what didn't. And I was able to grow my businesses. Now, the reason I have now hired a coach now is because I am a massive action taker and I needed somebody to do the things that I have not been able to teach myself and help me with those things like I suck at technology, right? We all, we can all just, we can all see what we're good at, what we're not good at. But I will say, if you are not a massive action taker and you're not somebody who can, who can do the do without having that accountability and having somebody give you the step-by-step you need a coach. Yeah. Now I hit a point where I needed a coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like that curiosity too. If you don't have that curiosity level to continuously go deeper, it's like when you dive into a new hobby and it's the most exciting euphoric feeling when you're just deep down YouTube figuring out how to raise a turtle or whatever it may be. You know, there's so, it's so interesting when you're interested in situations. So it's like the best online marketers are the people that love it. They're so stoked on it. They get so jacked up about a new funnel or so excited about a new way of getting eyes on something and they're having so much fun with it. And then people would naturally gravitate towards that because you can't hide that if you're just, you know, absolutely stoked. And I think yeah. that that's one of your secrets to success. You love what you do. And I think it's people yeah. too. You seem like you're a really big people person. It's, it's funny that you say that because uh, you've met me in person and I'm different in person, not on purpose. I'm just kind of awkward. <laughs> like I, it's so funny. Like, like we said, we're, we are also very different. And like, I do, I love what I do. I love doing it online. That's why I choose online business because at the end of the day, I can talk to people all day online. I love doing Facebook lives. I love training. I love like uh, having conversations with people, messenger. Like I love it. I love it. But if you meet me in person and we're face to face, most of the time, I have no idea what to say. It's either one, it's either I, I completely stop talking and I'm just like, 
or I go the all the way opposite direction and I can't stop talking because I, I need to fill in the the awkward silences. It's like one way or the other. But yes, I do. I love what I do. And I love that you said that because, you know, at the end of the day, you have to figure out what it is that you like find true joy in. Like, isn't that what we all want? Like we want the freedom, right? To do what we love doing every day and be able to make an income around that. And I would encourage anybody that's listening, figure out what feeds that fire for you. Figure out what like makes you excited and fills you with joy. And like that you just can't, like you said, you can't stop digging because you're so excited about it. That's what you need to focus on. Find a way to make money doing that. You can make money doing anything. I mean, there are people that will pay you to teach them how to make their cat pee on a toilet in a <laughs> toilet like seriously like what is your driving passion what makes you excited find a way to make income doing that yeah teaching a cat to pee in the toilet is definitely something i would learn i tried i tried i really <laughs> did try this <laughs> we got a cat and i'm like don't want the litter box I don't want the litter box and like you can really like I like did I YouTube and I'm like, how do I get my cat to pee in the toilet? And I tried for like a week and I gave up because it did not fill me with joy. <laughs> right. It right. was really stressful. <laughs> <laughs> what was like the biggest, say, thorn on your come up? When you think about that process, you go deep down that wormhole of trying to figure out who's the best at this. You're looking at who's in the current, currently in the top of the industry. What are they doing good? What are they doing bad? What are your strengths and weaknesses? Where can you apply them? But where did you come up with the biggest roadblock that you might have just kind of halted your business for a few months because you just mentally couldn't overcome like a simple aspect? It might be, you know, shipping something or it might be, you know, converting people online or just building the first funnel. Like what was that that one thing that just really screwed you over temporarily? Burnout. Um, because I am so go, 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 go. And I'm so driven and I'm so like, and, and this is something that not a lot of people are willing to talk about. Um, and especially in our industry, right? Like it's a very, it's a very common thing for people to go through, through burnout and a lot of great, I've seen a lot of really great people who could have been massively successful quit because of burnout. And so for me about, and, and it's funny cause I didn't even tell you, I've only been in the online space for like five and a half years. That's, that's only how long I've been in network marketing um, and doing online marketing. And um, at about three, about three and a half years, three years, um, I really hit a point where I was on my phone working like all the time. Like I didn't do anything else. And I ha I'm a mom you know, I'm, I'm a wife and I enjoy those things, but I'm so driven that I hit a point where like, I was on the phone all the time. I was constantly pushing my kid away. I wasn't ever looking my husband in the eye. I would lay my head down on the pillow at the end of the night. And like, some nights I would just cry because I just was so tired and I lost all joy in what I was doing. And so one of the things that I stand on now and my mission statement I help online marketers 
build their business, right, without sacrificing their faith or their family. Because for a lot of years, that's what I did in order to grow my business. And so um, really having to reteach myself really good habits on how to be super intentional in both my life and my business right? Because for those of us who are very driven, it can be very easy to push everything else to the side. And so I hit a point where I had to decide, is this still for me? Does this still bring me joy? Can I do it in a way that I can still be successful, but also have the other things in my life that are so important to me? And when I hit that wall, I learned how to teach myself to be super intentional um, by putting God and, and my family first, and then building my business. And what happened was, um, you know, what most people think is when you, you don't focus as much time on your business that you will then become less successful. But for me, the opposite happened. I had so much more joy in my life. I was showing up so much more authentically. I had so much more energy to pour into people and excitement for what I was doing on a daily basis because I was feeding my soul and I was feeding my my mind and my heart with, with the things that were really most important so that when I did show up for my business, I showed up in a way that I had never been able to show up before. And so, um, in fact, the, uh, the company that I'm with now, when I joined them, um, almost two years ago, I really didn't have a big following on Facebook. A lot of people like just thought because I took off and I was so successful so fast here that I already had this huge following, that maybe I already had this huge team that, that followed me and none of those things were the case. It was the way I was showing up. It's because I was filling, I was able to fill my cup with the things that were really important that when I showed up for my business, I was super authentic, super excited and super passionate and full of joy with what I was doing and people just gravitated towards that. Yeah, you have some fantastic gravity. I mean, let me tell you, you got rings for days. You got your own moons traveling around you. <laughs> you're, you're running a straight empire over there. And one thing that I find really fascinating is the whole online course world and the whole, you know, building, you know, different products out there that anybody can go out and create their own product. Like you mentioned, all the information is out there on YouTube for free. But what a big opportunity right now in the space is, is people taking all of that information, putting it all into one pretty easily digestible bundle that would typically take anybody, you know, hundreds of hours that they don't want to do. And there's the, the real opportunity there. Anybody can create a course on anything that they do. Yes. I know you created one course that's been very successful. Um, and, and that has to do with your scripts and about different scripts on how to, you know, invite people and stuff like that. My question for you is, what was that process like building that course? And what have you learned from that, from the launch? Was it like a super successful launch, bringing in all the monies? Or did you do something wrong that you had to tweak? Like, what have you found that's brought success to selling products like that? Yeah, it's, it's funny that you ask me this because, um, like I said in the beginning, how I told you I'm like such an action taker like the, the reason I finally hired my own personal coach was because I'm the type will just throw something up against the wall and see if it sticks. Right. And so like, I, I have a free group that I have been running for, for years. Um, and, and every once in a while, I just randomly throw something up in there. Hey, I'm doing this because I give so much free value all the time. It's like what I do all the time. So many people already found me valuable. 
I would just throw something out there and be like, Hey, I'm going to do this special training. You know, it's $29 or whatever. And like, it would just be like, people be PayPal me all over the place. Right. So, um, over the past year, I've, I've, I've really gotten a lot more um, strategic about the way that I'm doing things. Of course, I did hire somebody to create me a funnel that starts with my freebie, right? My scripts. And then of course I have things that I upsell in that, but um, you know, that's been a great amount of extra income and I really just do it that organically. But this year I decided to really build for something and release something that I knew I'd been, that I had been working on for a while and that was my recruiting mastermind, a six-week mastermind where I really teach people how to actually talk to people, how to um, market the right way to get people in your inbox. And so I started the launch for that on January 1st. And um, I was very strategic in the way that, that I launched it, both using my free group, um, using email marketing, using, um, you know, just uh, providing so much free value and pointing organically to that. And um, I started the launch for that on January 1st. I closed the doors for it January 31st, and we had a $52,000 launch. Damn. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. And, and um, I'm so glad that I, I learned to be so much more strategic. And of course, from there, I have my, what we call a value ladder. You know, I went from my recruiting mastermind into now I have a consistency and intentionality challenge starting April 1st. And so all those people who already did my recruiting challenge are now getting into my consistency challenge. And then I'll, I offer small things like even today I'm doing a special training in my free group um, to teach people how to talk to people right now in the midst of this crazy crisis we're going through where we're all stuck right. at home and everybody's scared to talk to people about their business or their products. They're like, I don't want to be insensitive. Right. So I'm going to utilize doing a free training on that, give free scripts on that. I'm going to upsell into my consistency and my intentionality challenge. Um, and I also did upsell into my elite mastermind out of my uh, recruiting challenge. So um, it's just having that ladder. So I have the whole year planned out pretty much now. It's really interesting you brought up the fact that, you know, we are in a very interesting time with the whole coronavirus and this is the biggest thing that's happened to the world in the past, you know, X amount of years. It's insane. Um, I'm first of all, I'm like 90% sure I have it. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. I've been really Whoa! under the weather. Under Don't the weather. give it to me through the phone. <laughs> oh, 100%. I think I'm like getting over it now, but the last week I've been sick. Um, they don't have like the testing facilities in Santa Monica. It's basically if you're on your deathbed and you can't breathe, you go into the hospital. But if you have more milder symptoms, you wait it out and chill until there's like more, you know, protective measures. But there has been an unprecedented time right now of people working from home and realizing a lot of people have a lot of time and it's freaking them out. Like they're upset that they have so much time because they're not on the schedule, which makes sense. We all have a schedule and we're knocked off our schedule. But for us, Online entrepreneurs are people that are building a business online. It, nothing's really changed, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't go and, you know, run out to your favorite, you know, gym workout or do whatever, but there's so much more opportunity than ever before to learn a new skill right now, to take yeah. advantage of this opportunity right now, to use this time to build something part-time, side-time, whatever it is right now. If you don't, I was talking to my buddy the other day, he just moved to a new state. And he's struggling. He doesn't have a new, he hasn't found a new job. 
like now's the worst time technically to go find a job, but there's still possible to get a job. You just got to get crafty. You got to get hacky. It's a hundred percent possible, but it's also a great time to force yourself outside your comfort zone to learn one of the 50 skills out there, real estate, Amazon drop shipping, network marketing, affiliate marketing, Patreon. There's so many different ways to monetize your life and your business. And this could be that time that changes everything for you. So how do you recommend people take advantage of this time right now? You know, because who knows how long this whole thing's going to last. And yes, hopefully I start feeling better soon, but I, I do sound a little stuffy. I, I wanted to mention oh, that man. because I'm still a little bit like, you know, under the weather. Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry you're not feeling good. It's, it's, you know, it's funny because in Mississippi right now, it's like prime allergy season. Like the pollen is like covering everything. Like you go out and if you don't have a garage that you parked your car in, like your car is yellow. And so it's like, everybody's like freaking out about their out. They don't know if it's allergy symptoms or if it's the coronavirus, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh no, oh no, you know, but I hope you feel better. Um, this is actually like, I, it, it's funny because what I have seen, I, I like to study people. I like to watch people. I like to see how people um, act under certain amounts of stress. And because I'm in the business of people, which is that that's literally network marketing. We are the business of people. I get to watch and see how people react to this. And I find that people are going in one direction or the other right now. They're either going into major, like don't do anything mode. Like I'm going to sit and eat Doritos and Netflix and chill, or I just don't know. I just don't know what to do. My kids are home from school or I don't know how to talk to people or people are like freaking more driven than ever. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to change the world. I want to do the things. And it's some of the things that, that I am trying to teach people right now, you have to understand, like, it's funny because people always complain about being too busy. I'm too busy. I'm like, I'm so busy. I have all these things to do. Right. I find that the busier people are, the more they actually get done. So right now people don't have that excuse anymore of being busy. And so they don't know what the heck to do with themselves. Like they have zero idea. So the biggest thing that I would say right now is get really consistent about having a schedule just because it's not your normal schedule doesn't mean that you shouldn't have one. And so one of the things that I'm teaching my people is go to bed at the same time every day, wake up at the same time every day, work out at the same time every day, make sure that you are getting that time to move your body, work your business at the same time every day, have your family dinner time at the same time. Try to keep as normal of a schedule as possible because it's going to keep you more consistent and motivated to do the things. Now at, at the same time, like we do have a lot more time. Like I normally do 30 minutes of personal development a day. Well, I just upped that to an hour. Why? Because I am going to sharpen my mind right now. I am going to sharpen my skills because I can guarantee you the people who take advantage of this extra time now, who get out there more than they, they've ever put themselves out there right now are going to be the people on the other side of this that have the most massive amount of growth in whatever they're doing. Right. And I also like that you um, talked about like, now's the time to get creative. Like how cool is it to actually be able to have the time to learn something? Like I went for a walk yesterday and I came home and my husband, he's always at work. He's always, you know, we, we own restaurants. He's always there. He's a very creative person, but he doesn't have a lot of time to actually put into doing those things. So 
I get home. This is really funny. You're going to laugh. I'm about to sell you something right now. <laughs> I already told four of them yesterday to my, my mastermind, but I get home and my husband's sitting at the table and he has like four pairs of these under, uh, whatever you guys wear when you work out, like under, not Armor. underwear, but you know, like under, yeah, like the, the bot. And so he was talking about <laughs> like how there's none that actually have like a, a cup in them that actually supports you. Like it just like kind of squishes you into different directions, right? So my husband's sitting at the table and he's cutting up his, his little undershorts and he's making his own like undershorts with like, like an actual cup in it. Like he's so, he's sitting at the table selling and I'm like, how cool is it? He has the time now to get creative. Like, I already sold four of those yesterday for him to the, the, the men's husbands who are in my mastermind because they're like, hey, I need some of those. I can't find those anywhere. Like, you know, so how cool is it that we have the time to get creative like that right now? Like you could do anything you wanted right now. So ask yourself, what do you want to do? Because you have the opportunity. Same thing I told my mom. She's, she is a therapist and she is not online at all. And I'm like, mom, now is the time to get on Facebook, to get on Instagram and start providing free value for people. People need mental health more than anything right now. They're sitting at home going crazy, right? Providing free value for them and teaching them how to, you know, keep their mental health strong right now. Things to do during the day that, that can keep them emotionally okay. I said, you provide free value like that. People are going to start sharing your content. They're going to start tagging their friends. And then guess what? You can offer your services online. You can say, hey, look, I'm not taking clients in the office right now, but I am taking clients on Zoom, right? It's a free app. You know, like now is the time to do that. Yeah. uh, Stocks like Zoom, Slack, all the stuff that you're using to work from home, those are going up while other things are tanking. I mean, absolutely. all this, all the tools are there to scale your business. And honestly, again, it's probably one of the best things that could happen to some people. Maybe a lot of people have a brick and mortar location and they could take it online. They'd be able to service so much more people. But when you get mm-hmm. so stuck in the rhythm, like for me, I recently have been in, in, in a bit of a, you know, stuck rhythm and it comes to just busting out, you know, for example, we do two podcasts every single week. And we have a whole system where we make blog posts, IGTVs, you'll see. It's like, I'll send you all the media. It's pretty impressive. Not going to lie. Uh, but it, <laughs> a lot of work goes yeah, into Sometimes it. you just got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work goes into it. Uh, but I realized I was getting, I, I wasn't taking enough time to, I could make it so much more efficient. But I was so stuck in doing the day-to-day grind to work my current system that I wouldn't stop, yeah. take a step back and say, yo, I am being super inconsistent. I could take this three hours, delegate it to 20 minutes if I brought in somebody and outsourced it and just reformatted the process. So I think a lot of people, just like you said, I mean, what you just mentioned there is worth the, the value in this podcast about getting out there and pursuing something different and just figuring out ways like how can this uncomfortable situation catapult me towards a new high? Because now you're creating a badass story. Cause it's so easy to just be like F this. I remember when I first got sick, I got so like for like a day or two, I was freaking out because I'm on the internet and I'm seeing all these people like, you know, millennials are actually (laughs) dropping like flies. Like everything's going on. And I'm like, Oh, my immune system's always been (laughs) compromised. 
and I would just start feeling sicker, just thinking about, oh, wow, I don't know if I can breathe that well. Wow, I can't really breathe. I'm like, yeah, I got a little bit of shortness. <laughs> but it's not, I ain't falling apart, man. This isn't it. But like, you think it's it. If your brain thinks things are falling apart, it's falling apart. So taking the media, finding the positives in everything, and just like using this time is just going to be a valuable thing. And we're going to look back at this time, and the people, like you said, that took advantage are going to be in a whole new level. Yeah, you know, and and this is something too that like I don't think most people think about like as far as like network marketing or online marketing like when I was 15 and I was in high school and somebody asked me like what do you want to do when you grow up? Like what is what is your plan? Like when you go to college what do you want to major in? My first thought was not I want to be a professional network marketer or I want to be a professional online marketer. Like that wasn't even in the sphere of anything. But at some point in my life, I made a left-hand turn, right? And that's what I like to call it. Like right now, people are going to make be making more left-hand turns than they ever have in their life. And you have such a golden opportunity to be a part of those people or to offer that if you already have an online business, you know, you already have a business, you can offer that left-hand turn for people. Like I didn't join network marketing because I just wanted to be a professional network marketer. Like that was not in my mind. I joined network marketing because I saw a way to be at home with my family to make extra income and now full-time income, you know, plus some, to, to have more of the time and the freedom that I, that I wanted. You know, most people that join in our industry, they're looking for an extra way to pay their bills, to, to be able to tell their kids that they don't have to do one sport, right? It's just a left-hand turn. And right now it's gonna be so exciting to watch all of these people making this left-hand turn in their life because nobody could have foresaw that this was gonna happen. But how do we, how do we take that and make it a positive? We just take a simple left-hand turn. We're driving left, baby. But watch for incoming mm -hmm. traffic because you got to stay on the road. <laughs> so, Brynn, if you could go back in time and take everything that you've ever learned today and you look at the applicable skills that you're utilizing on a daily basis that have gotten you to where you're at, and you could have talked to, say, 21-year-old Brynn, you know, who might, might have been naive, might have you know, thought she knew everything, and you know had much different priorities if you could have sat down with her for one to five minutes and just said one two or three things that if she implemented would save her a ton of time money headache heartache you know whatever that may be and it can't be i wouldn't tell myself anything because you know the experiences i've had made me who i am today which is a great answer fantastic answer but if you had to think of one two or three things what would those things be that you would tell yourself Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I was very lost at the age of 21. Um, I drank too much, did too many drugs, partied way too much. Uh, I would tell myself to get my shit together <laughs> and get it together right now. Uh, I will say, like you said, I did learn a lot from that time, but had I, like, I'm 37 now, and I, when I look at it, and I think, had I been able to see how much value I had to offer, I was such a broken person because of what I, everything that I went through in my life, you know, leading up to that point, and of course, instead of 
deciding to fix those things and better myself and get the help I needed to, um, to be, to become who I am now. Right. I, I pushed it aside and I drowned myself in, in ways of ignoring it. In fact, I never even went to counseling until like seven years into my marriage, you know, everything almost fell apart, you know, and I, I had to, I had to deal with what I had been through because had I not dealt with that, I wouldn't be able to be the value that I am. I wouldn't have known my worth. That's the biggest thing I would have told myself is know your worth because you are worthy. And just because things happen to you, you can't control things that happened to you. You can't control what you've been through, but you can control how you choose to stand up right now and move forward, you know, into the future. And I also very much credit my husband for that because in a time in my life where I was choosing not to move forward and I was choosing to just stay and just be okay with who I was, which was not a very phenomenal person. Uh, he he spoke into me and and asked me he the exact question that changed everything for me how long will you let your past affect your future and so i would ask you the same thing you know if you're sitting in a place in your life right now i wish somebody would have said that to me or i could have said that to myself at 21 because i could only imagine what my life would look like at 37 now had i gotten a, a quicker jump on that of finding my value and my worth and realizing that I was I was worthy of everything that I had told myself for so long that I was not damn how long will you let your past affect your future those are some powerful freaking words man it's like the victim mentality right you know life life's tough and obviously experiences are what give us the ability to have empathy and the ability to give value to people because you, when you go through the gauntlet, you have no idea how things are until you go through it. It's like being yeah. sick, for example. I was probably sick for the past year and a half, like for like seven months. I was super, super sick with like this stomach issue. And, you know, I really had to like redefine the way I lived my life. And this is like a small sliver compared to many people that I know with, you know, absolute chronic just hell that living in their life. But it was my first time experiencing a complete disruption in my life and my flow and my mentality and, and all these things. But just getting that sliver taught me so much now that I have empathy for people. Like I look at things differently. And I feel like no matter what, even if you told that person that had never gotten sick before I'd gotten sick, what it would be like to get sick, I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't take it. I'd take it for granted. It's almost like, if you don't have the coronavirus, it's no big deal. But if you have it, you're like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. But in general, yeah. it's, it's this lesson of going through these experiences that make us and define who we are to be able to have those experiences. So I'm still working on some of that stuff and being more open about all the you know, mental battles and the issues and all that stuff. But and that's everybody's self-journey and, and just keeping it yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? Well, at the end of the day, we all go through crap. Like, I think that sometimes we forget that, like we get so tied up in our own stuff and what I've been through, what I'm going through right now. Like we forget that like, nobody ever said being a human was going to be easy. I, I don't, I don't think it says that any, anywhere. Like it's, I, for some reason we think that our life should just be easy, but everybody goes through crap. 
Like everybody does. It's, it's making a decision on whether you're going to let it hold you back or you're going to push yourself through it. Right. Like at the end of the day, we can only control two things, our own personal decisions and how we chose choose to show up. Right. And how we react to other people. You can't control how people treat you. You can't control what happens around you. You can't control for the most part what happens to you. You can't control if you get sick or not, right? Like you can't control those things. And so you can either be upset when they happen or you can just say, you know what? This is part of life. I'm going to keep moving forward. And I think that that's one, once again, the, one of the biggest things that separates people who are massively successful from those who are not, the people who do become successful realize that it doesn't matter what happened to them or what they're going through right now. They're going to show up anyway. They're going to use it as a way to get better, to do better, to impact more people instead of looking at it as, as something that just sucks. Now that doesn't mean that we don't have our moments, right? Like we, I still have moments of the day where I'll feel bad for myself for something, you know, like I, I, you mentioned having stomach problems. I have IBS. It's awful. It's been my entire adult life. There are some days I literally want to punch people in the face because I'm so mad because I have this issue that not everybody has to deal with. But at the end of the day, I ask myself, I can either get pissed off and stay mad about something that I can't control, or I can do my best to stay as healthy as I, I can to eat the things that don't bother me. And I can move forward with it and be done with it and go out there and do more good. You know, at the end of the day, like my IBS pales in comparison to people who get cancer or who are dying of the freaking coronavirus right now, right? Like it, we all have something. You either choose to let it continue to affect you or you say, you know what? It, it is what it is. I'm going to move forward. Yeah, I, I listen to this comedian and I, I have SIBO, which is basically like I had SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which is like IBS on steroids. But yeah, I also have oh. IBS. So I feel you 100%. Yeah. Um, it's just, you, you know, how it, you know, how it is girl, you know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> this, this comedian, I was at the laugh factory in Los, uh, in Los Angeles. It's the favorite, uh, super famous comedy bar. It's at, not the laugh factory. The comedy club is where I was at. And he was like, there's always that one guy in the group that's got back pain. You know, he's always talking about <laughs> having back pain and how annoying it is. He's like, everyone's got back pain. Like, that's the part of aging. You get pain. Everyone's got pain. Some people can just take it and put it into a dark room and just keep it there while other people just have it come to light. So all pain aside, you know, if there was one thing that you could mention to the online entrepreneur, to the person right now that, and you kind of already touched on it, but let's see if you can think of anything else, that they're right on the cusp of jumping into entrepreneurship for the first time. You know, maybe that for the first time, they're like, you know what, I can do this. They still haven't talked to some naysayer who says they can't, and it's gotten them all depressed. They're right on the edge of jumping in, starting that business, making that investment, and doing the thing that's going to accelerate them to the next level. What would you say to that person? Be Nike. Just do it. Like, I mean, seriously, right? Like, what is the worst thing that could happen? Like, what is the worst thing that, that could happen? You get haters. Guess what? You know what haters are? They're people who are scared. They're fearful of something. And when people are fearful, they do or say things they wouldn't normally do. That's all, that, that's all the hater is. You're showing up differently and they don't like it. That doesn't matter, right? So 
the biggest thing that I would say is really, I mean, you just have to do it. You don't know what you're capable of until you actually give it a shot. There were a lot of years that I didn't know what I was capable of. And I had my husband in, in the back of my ear telling me like, you do realize how valuable you are. You do realize how much you have to give to everybody, you know, always telling me that I can do these things that I didn't think that I could do. But at the end of the day, what, what does it hurt to give it a shot? You know, I feel like there are actually more people that are scared of success than are scared of failure. Why? Because failure is a normal part of life. We're all used to failing. Failure is comfortable, right? The same thing I talked about, the employee mindset, the entrepreneurial mindset, like comfort is what we all strive to have. And failure for most people is comfortable because we've all experienced it from the time we first started trying to, to walk. We didn't just learn how to walk up and then you just walk, right? And so, you know, I find that more people are fearful of success because it's the unknown. So the biggest thing I would say is understand that you're not going to know everything. There's going to be a lot of unknown, but at the end of the day, what if, right? Like what if, what, what, what is it going to hurt you to actually give it a shot and see what you're really, truly capable of? Like it's, it's not going to hurt you at all. If you fall flat on your face, oh, well, you've done it a million times before. We all have. Why not experience it again? Pick up and try it again. You know, those are the people who are successful. Everybody that I know that is very, very, very successful and makes lots and lots of money, which I'm pretty sure that if you're listening, you probably want those things. They failed more times than anybody else has. That's really the only thing that separated them. They just kept picking back up, learning from their failure and moving ahead. Eventually you'll figure out the way. Bryn Lang, man, every time you speak, it's like just the jingle bells are going. It's Christmas in March. It's just that the lights are going. If there's, how can people, if they want to get more of you and they want to follow the journey, well, where would you point them to? Yeah, absolutely. So hold on my earphone out. So let me see. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, here, here is where I need to get better, right? We're all learning. We're all growing better. Um, not quite really doing the whole YouTube thing yet, but we'll be there. Um, I really am heavily on Facebook. So if you want to find me, just look up Bryn Lang on Facebook. I have a free group, the links in my bio. I love to pour into people. I love to love on people. So find me over on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We so much appreciate you. Stay safe. Stay away from me because I'm, I'm infecting everyone probably. Oh, and and it, yeah, I appreciate you. But thank you so much for your time. This has been a joy. Thanks, Ian. I really enjoyed it as well. And I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.